0: good morning and welcome back to the ancient world morning coffee podcast show hope you're having a great morning great day good cup of coffee maybe good weather it's a bit gray here but it's going to be sunny a little bit in the afternoon and we're up early today so this is 9 25 a.m. but we started the day uh, early with some great videos and one of them is from our good friend in Los Angeles, Tom La Books, so he made a five and a half minute video about the master and his emissary, and uh, and uh, how we seem to, as a culture, suffer from a right hemisphere deficit. And one one of the numbers in the video uh, is is very interesting uh, and kind of alarming, which is that between. Uh, 25% or a third of young kids between five and seven, so like the young ones, five to seven, maybe a third of them now have to be taught how to read a human face. They just, they can't get any impression of emotion, of communication just from the human face, which was usually only needed for autistic children. So this is quite alarming. If a third of the young generation now are I- unable to to have a intuitive understanding of of expression of human faces, so uh, the. The description of the video is really good as well, so he says here, uh, Tom writes here, Ian McGilchrist's book, The Master and His Emissary, The Divided Brain, and the Making of the Western World, makes the case that the left hemisphere has taken over our minds and reshaped the world in its image in a way that is good for neither humans nor the planet and everything that lives on it. A way of thinking which is reductive, mechanistic, has taken us over, said McGilchrist in The Divided Brain. We behave like people who have right hemisphere damage. So this argument can be repeated over and over. For some people, they would think, in some sense, just like, so what? Does it really matter? We have a, a prosperous, maybe not so much now, but like 10, 15 years ago, people would still say that we have uh, a, a prosperous, uh, great society, great culture, and uh, we have all these advances in medicine and technology, and this is obviously the right path to be on. Now it's a little bit more obvious that we are seeing many problems, especially with this increasingly mechanistic and fragmented and dysfunctional society. So Tom continues here. The left brain pays sharply focused attention to detail and sorts and organizes people and things into neat, orderly categories. But McGilchrist says, the left brain doesn't understand relationships. It's the right brain that understands context and the big picture, our relationships with others and how we fit into a complex nonlinear world in which everything is connected. Einstein said that the rational mind is a faithful servant, but the intuitive mind is a precious gift. And we live in a world that has honored the servant, but has forgotten the gift. That's the end of the description of the video. It's also interesting to just see here how he quotes Einstein, who is then Uh, often very much a left-brain thinker, uh, creating left-brain models, but he was very aware of the limitations, which is a side point, but it's interesting because many of the most uh, advanced physicists or scientists are more aware of this because they, in some sense, because they make some of these models or theories themselves, but they also uh, see the insufficiencies of the models or kind of that which is beyond the models, because they operate at the the very kind of pioneering edges of it. So it's uh, it's worthwhile listening to, to what someone like Einstein says about his internal experience of of this the rational mind and then the intuitive mind. So uh, this is a great video, a highly recommended. The power of metaphors from the master and his emissary by Ian Mcilchrist And then the second thing we wanted to talk about is um, Dante. So we're having And as as, almost as usual, uh, two of our greatest sources of inspiration for understanding the world, uh, which is McGilchrist for the more technical part, but then for the whole broader, wider experience of the world, uh, we have Dante. So we just wanted to mention one little passage here uh, as we are in chapter four, Canto canto Quattro. And they started to climb and then we stretched out the whole kind of canvas for this part from... The sea up to the like into the heavens, and the the pilgrim has a question for Virgil once they start moving a little bit, and they had described how they fit into kind of the you get more and more astronomy at this point, kind of the the larger context again. So you can see here how how um, right hemispheric Dante is by intuition or just by nature in almost you can see it on every page almost. So the pilgrim says in the story. But would you kindly tell me, if you please, how much more climbing we must do? This peak soars higher than my eyes can see. So this is again a, a metaphor of the learning process, which is at this point is just like, uh, like the the pilgrim can't see the end of it he can't see the whole scope of this learning process of climbing metaphorically a mountain of virtue to understand the vices and the virtues so he asks then his guide rationality or virgil and he meaning virgil this mount is not like others at the start it is most difficult to climb but then the more one climbs the easier it becomes this is a very common thing with learning often that, like, if you have well started, you have finished, is one, one uh, from a saying. Uh, and another one is like every, every beginning is, is complicated. So as a learning process, it is, this is most complicated in the beginning, uh, meaning then probing your soul down into the vices and virtues is uh, it's kind of a hard, uh, uh, what should we say? It's not exhausting, but it's it, it requires quite a bit of energy and endurance to kind of start digging into this topic because it is just the beginning is some somewhat of a kind of a steep wall of a mountain that you have to start. And then you have to find that little opening, which you could see as just you need to find that one little glimmer or that one little bright spot where you have an understanding of something new. And you have the sense that this is important and this is helpful and this is going to change how I see the world uh, in a in a positive way. And then also quickly you will get the feeling that if you do it a few times, it's going to be easier and sometimes it almost gets addictive because you kind of start feeling the process. And that comes in some sense then in the next tercet where he says, so Virgil continues, and when the slope feels gentle to the point that climbing up would be as effortless as floating down a river in a boat this feeling of just enjoying the learning as flowing downwards (laughs) in a river well then you have arrived at the road's end and there you can expect at last to rest i say no more and what i said is true so this is a kind of a little motivation speech from virgil and to us, in a sense then from Dante, the writer, to us as readers to work through the book, the second book of the comedy with the purgatory because as you get into it, it will be easier and easier and then it will be more joyful and fun. And in some sense, you could say that the first two terraces are the roughest ones about pride and envy because they go really deep into into sometimes kind of unarticulated dynamics or forces also within ourselves so you kind of you you examine something deep in your own psyche and then when you have done that the other ones get easier also because it's easier to examine uh, vices like uh, like gluttony or avarice because they are in a sense a bit more if not superficial so they're a bit more um, uncomplicated psychologically so that's what we wanted to read from the Divine Comedy and Purgatory, Canto 4, Quattro. So um, now we're almost at 10 minutes. So hope some of this was interesting and that uh, it's enjoyable to have some <laughs> some inputs in the morning over the coffee. Uh, we have still our homemade Starbucks coffee, which is fantastic. It's very strong on caffeine, which is great some, some days. And um, we're waiting for the sunshine. So hope some of this was uh, interesting. And as always, thank you so much for listening, for tuning in and see you again in the next episode.